Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg. I'm Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, and you just entered the database. Now, for today's issue, I wanted to speak about what some might consider a sensitive issue, and it's because it is a sensitive issue, and that is how we celebrate our Purim. The question, very simply, is, is Purim an inappropriate holiday? Now, obviously, I'm not talking about the holiday of Purim itself. Um, I'm more focusing on the way it's celebrated. It certainly is a day fraught with not only you know, potential chil Hashem, but potential danger, um, considering different practices related to drinking, which presumably at first glance is a big mitzvah. You look at the Shulchan Aruch, it seems to be, you know, just in a, um, um, the, the highlight, at least in a certain context, um, drinking, and perhaps Adlo Yoda, which sounds like could potentially be a very high level of drunkenness. And, you know, there, you know, there are definitely so many sources written about this topic, but I guess the, the question is, like, what, what exactly is the nature of this celebration in terms of the spiritual responsibility of the spiritual endeavor of Purim. Is this okay? Is this something that we should be doing? Is there a wrong way to do it? I think there's definitely a wrong way to do it. And I don't think that any of my listeners, you people, I don't think any of you need to hear me describe what can go wrong with Purim festivities, I think we all know that. I think we're 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 not dumb, and you know we're not drunk yet. Maybe so we're able to understand very easily what what can be wrong with it. The question is why it exists, I guess, and where where are the lines? Is there, you know, is is everybody allowed to celebrate Purim equally? Is it possible that only elites? should be able to celebrate Purim in a certain way. So what am I talking about? So let me elaborate. So again, among the things that can go wrong, people think that, oh, listen, I have a mitzvah of drinking, so whatever I do on Purim, listen, you know, we understand it's all in the simcha of Purim. But... You know, this is the halacha that everyone seems to be machmir on, and this is assuming they're even doing it right. Yeah, let's let's, let's grant them that 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 they're following the halacha correctly, which in many cases I'll tell you that they're not. But let's say they're doing it right. But if they're going to end up going to shul and trying to daven while they're drunk, or maybe they won't even make it to shul, maybe they're going to entirely miss minion, maybe they're going to pass out, maybe their entire suddhis purim is going to come back out to show itself again. And they won't even be Yotze the Suda. Maybe in the spirit of Purim, you know, you have a, a spiel, maybe you have a nice garamin, and all the while you end up being Malbim Panechavero Barabim, you end up embarrassing a fellow Jew. Or maybe you embarrass or at least make fun of a Rebbe or Tamil Chacham. So at what point did any of these things become mutter? Right, at, what, at what, what, what point did Chil Hashem become mutter? 
because, you know, oh, because it's Purim and I'm drinking. You know, some, and the way it's observed, so some onlookers from other nations, they believe that, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this is the Jewish day of getting drunk, the Jewish drinking day. And it makes you wonder how Purim became such a whimsical holiday. Why exactly it has this nature? What is exa- what exactly is the spirit of Vino Hafachu? And is there a wrong way to do it? So clearly I think there is a wrong way to do it. So then what's the right way to do it? What is the right way to tap into the spirit of Vino Hafachu? So that's really the question I want to focus on. And again, it's a very sensitive question. And because it's so easy to do it wrong, I would say many people do it wrong. And does not become a holy avoda, but it becomes a profane avoda. So Purim festivities for this reason has the potential to be such kedusha, but it's a danger. It's a double-edged sword. I don't even know if I would call it a double-edged sword. It's more like you're walking on a bridge because, you know, you, you, if you get across, then you'll make it to your destination and you'll have done everything right. There's a high, high reward, but it's very high risk. It's a very narrow bridge, and Purim is, a, is, is an olam in its own right. And it's a, it's a very narrow bridge for sure. And, you know, you get to the other side in one piece, then you, then you again, you, you could have made it to a really incredible destination. Otherwise, you can create so many different forms of chilol, of profanity. So... What's the, what, what's the right way? How, how do you do it right? So before we go any further with analysis of Purim, I wanted to just you know open up the Shulchan Aruch, just go through some of the classical famous dinim, but just show you inside how it sounds. So let's talk about drinking for a second. The Shulchan Aruch and Arachayim, Tav Reish Tzadihei, that's 695. Um, and in, in 695, it talks about the mitzvah of Laharbos Besudas Purim. So, first of all, it says, Sudas Purim Sha'asab Laila Lo Yatsa So, some say the Ramah actually brings down here, Mikol Makom Gamba Laila Yismach Liarbekitsas Besuda. So, meaning you're not Yotse for the Suda if you do it only at night. Um, the Ramah says there is a minhag of having a Suda. And then we get to Halacha Beis or Sif Beis, which is the, the one that everyone loves. That a person is obligated to become intoxicated in Purim, whatever that means, or on Purim, until the point that he doesn't know the difference between Arurhaman and Baruch Mordechai. So what exactly does that mean? Right? And the, the Ramah famously um, adds that it doesn't mean that you have to be you know, come. You know, you don't have to become incredibly drunk. Um, you don't. You know, you don't have to become that drunk. Just drink what you're normally accustomed to. And then go to sleep. Um, and now, there's so many more makomas, so many sources based on this, which is based on really the Gemara in in Megillah, and you know, the Gemara Megillah and on on Daf Zion talks about this, and perhaps. You know, um, the Gemara implies different dangers when it comes to drinking on Purim. Again, there's there's so much written in the Mefarshim and, and the, the post about this halacha 
and it would be its own full shear just to focus on this halacha, how drunk are you actually supposed to get? But again, the Ramah says, you know, while you're asleep, you won't know the difference between them. This is based on the Maharil. While you're asleep, you won't know the difference. Here's an important line. I'm quoting a famous Gemara. Um, it comes up in Brachos, but it comes up in many places. The one who does more, the one who does less, as long as your heart is directed towards heaven, if you're doing it, Lishma. So stop there. How many people are doing the Besime Bipharaya Adol Yada because they're being Mechavin Lishim Shemayim? That's something that we each have to think about. Because what might be a really great mitzvah can also be not Lashem Shemayim and maybe it'll be a form of Chilol. So that's one thing to think about. In terms of what does it mean, this is being our Haman Labarach Mordechai. So the Mishnah Berger says, Shazam Apala Rishona Shnital Nekama Rabba Mimenu Yotav Eserim Yizegidos Mordechai. So you have two really great things. You have the fall of Haman, you have the greatness of Mordechai. And he continues, This is based on a Taz, I believe. That before you get drunk, apparently, You're really supposed to thank Hashem for both of these things. Meaning, how many people do this? right? How many people, before drinking and getting drunk, they say, Hashem, thank you so much for knocking down Haman and for elevating Mordechai. These two incredible smachos, these two incredible yeshuos. Did you did you do that? Did you fulfill that before you got wasted? Right. If we could even, you know, maybe maybe on Purim it's not called being wasted if it didn't go to waste. Right? If 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 mamish you're getting wasted, then maybe it's yeah, it is going to waste. But if if, if you're doing it in kedusha, so maybe maybe there's what to talk about. But okay. So, we'll, what, what do we learn? A few things. Okay, Make sure you actually do thank Hashem for the two events of Benar Haman Baruch Mordechai. And interestingly, he says, V'yalkein says the Mishabura, Amru Chazal Shalom Yafsik Militein Shabachazeh B'Simcha Atchevalidei Kach Shalom Yafkin Oud Ma'bein Tov Lazo You should, according to this, you should be thanking Hashem and praising Hashem continuously for the fall of Haman and the elevation of Mordechai, until you don't know the difference between them. Meaning up until that point, you've got to keep doing it. Oh, okay. One second. Before you start getting wasted and drunk, which, by the way, the only context that it's, that it's in is in the Su'uda. Some people like to do pregame, Right, they they have their little happy hours, and listen, it's a, it's a day where you're allowed to be happy and and enjoy, assuming that you're it's all being lachavin libalashemayim. But the mitzvah of drinking is in the seuda, maybe kitzas at the nighttime before machzervitri, but they made the ikar mitzvah, and says the mishnah Oh, by the way, are you doing nitzil sidaim the right way? Are you doing hamotzi the right way? Are you going to bench the right way? Vihiyas simcha shal mitzvah. Oh, simcha shal mitzvah. Going back to the Chavim Libel Hashemayim, you having in mind that this is the Simcha of Mamish, the Mitzvah of Purim? Okay, so, we, so what we see clearly here is Kavana matters. 
So that's just one set of halachos I wanted to focus on. Now, we'll come back to this shortly. I just wanted to point out that there's so many other halachos that come up, going back to the different chilol opportunities that you have on Purim. Right? We talk about being mekadesh the chol, right? which is something that you have the potential to do on Purim. Right? We take a whole bunch of physical festivities and we turn it into something holy. You've got to make sure that in the process you're not going to be mechalal, the kodesh. Right? So if that means that you're fooling around during davening, you're davening at a time where you're mentally not there to be davening, which is against halacha. You know, the, the, you have plenty of opportunity for that too, which is why it's a really, you know, it's a rickety narrow bridge on Purim. But in the same vein, if you look, if you fast forward to the Shulchan Aruch, or Achayim, this is not Tafresh Tzadi Hey, but this is Tafresh Tzadi Vav, 696, um, towards the end. So it's in the Ramah. The Ramah talks about the Minog of a lot of things that we do. Lobosh partsufim to wear masks. This is at the end of of Sifches. Vigever lovesh simas isha v'isha kligever talks about wearing begadisha or begadish. A man wearing be- oh, a man wearing begadisha, a woman wearing begadish. He even mentions kilayim or even damaging people um, by mistake in, in the Simchas Purim. That that really goes back to an earlier halacha. He says some people stealing from one another. And he says some of these things, that, you know, the isurim for them are lifted. Now, realize that this is not universally accepted. There's so many um, other poskim that, that attack the surma. Don't They can't imagine how it's possible that these things would be okay. And even in the Mishnah Bura, you know, he says that uh, the, the Nosei Kalim, they say it's, it's, it's appropriate to be machmir about these things. Right, yeah, the Mishnah quotes the, regarding Gezel. He quotes the Shlo. Love Mishnas Chasidim. It's not, you know, it's not the way of of the Chasidim to do this. And he's quoting some examples. But best not to steal things from people, as a joke, even, and best not to wear kilayim or anything inappropriate. So, I mean, like, the, 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 here's the point: there are many things that you can get away with. On Purim, right? You know, it's and it's kind of like you know, imagine in a classroom, uh, in a classroom, um, you know, just because that's a recent experience that I had, where you're tapping into the Purim festivities, you're joking around, everyone's in costume when it's almost time for Purim, you have a special day at school, and you know, the Rebbe could joke around, and sometimes even during the year, the Rebbe could joke around with the, with the Talmudim. Until it gets out of hand. And once it gets out of hand, the Rebbe has to know when to say, okay, and here's where it stops. You know, we tried to make jokes, and, then, and before it was cute, it was fun, but now it stops because this is the limit. Right? When, 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 when a boy crosses a boundary. And this is not even Allah Havdil or Allah Mashal, this is the same thing, but even all the more so for adults crossing the line. I'll just mention, Mary Rebbe, of Yonason Sachs quotes this every year, that... When it came, when you know, what we see when it comes to the drinking, the mitzvah is yayin. The mitzvah is not any other kind of uh, shots of whiskey or anything like that. Certainly not any kinds of drugs. So the mitzvah is yayin, and the ikar mitzvah and the, really the mitzvah of the suda is during the day, and it's during the suda. It's not at any other point in the day. And the 
the context of uh, how many other halachas are you going to violate while you're doing this. So the Chavetz Chaim points out, and this uh, I heard from my Rebbe, the Chavetz Chaim points out in Parsha Zachor, really the Haftarah for Zachor. The Navi tells us, really from Shmuel, regarding Shul's neglect to kill out Agag, it says that Shul had done Rabbe Ne Hashem. He had done something that was bad in the eyes of Hashem. And the question is, asked the Chavetz Chaim, shouldn't it say that he had not done good in the eyes of Hashem? He didn't do what he was supposed to do? What do you mean he had done bad in the eyes of Hashem? He didn't, uh, it was by omission. He did not kill Agag, and he should have done the act of killing Agag, and he didn't. So it's not what he did was evil in the eyes of Hashem, it was what he didn't do was evil in the eyes of Hashem. This says the Chavetz Chaim, no, 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 no. The fact that he went through the motions and went most of the steps to killing out most of the nation, killing out the men, women, and children, but sparing some sheep and sparing Nagag by not doing everything. So in this case, he was... You know, he, by, by being Gorea, by lacking and, and, and being deficient, not doing everything, then everything that he did do was just pure evil. By killing the men, women, and children and not fulfilling the mitzvah the right way, doing more ended up being less. By being Mosif and not doing all the way, right, it's kind of like trying to praise Hashem but at a certain point, you're not able to, and you know, if, if, if you stop praising Hashem by adding extra nicknames to Him, then you're being Goreya until you've completed the praises of Hashem. In this context, the, the point is very simple. You killed out a bunch of people, but you didn't fulfill the mitzvah of Hashem. What you did was evil in the eyes of Hashem. So imagine, you're drinking, says my Rebbe of Innocent Sachs. You're doing the drinking on Purim, but it's not within the framework. So that which you are doing is not good in the eyes of Hashem. Any which way that you veer, any which way that's not within the lines, that, that, that has the potential to be great evil in the eyes of Hashem. And that's if you're not doing it the right way. So we see, you know, there's obviously a challenge here. And it makes you wonder, what is the spirit of Vinohapachu? And how do you do it right? What's the wrong way to do it? So we know the wrong way. Let's, let's focus more on the right way. Let's give attention to the right way. We don't want to give so much negative attention because we know a lot of this already. So what is the spirit of Enohafechu, this line that comes up in the, in the Megillah that everything was reversed, right? Instead of Haman, instead of Mordechai in the tree, it was Haman on the tree. Or I'm already getting to Adloyada. It's not even Purim yet. So we, you know, we have that aspect we have the fact that it was supposed to be, according to the decree, that the Jews would be killed instead of a bunch of other people that were killed, a bunch of goyim that were against us. So many different things flipped. We get that. And we get that a lot of Purim is masked miracles. Everything was natural. So we have a natural celebration. Okay, we're getting closer. But this whole concept of Vino doing the opposite of what's expected, the whole, again, the rickety bridge of Purim is that we're doing many things that don't look very Jewish, quite frankly. They seem pretty goyish. If you could compare it to anything, you know, um, non-secular, um, um, non-Jewish holidays, like the, the likes of Halloween or, or Mardi Gras, which are disgusting, disgusting days, you know, where, 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 where there's no holds barred. And like the Havdil, a million Havdalos, but where is the Havdalah, right? Where's the Havdalah between us and, you know, the Havdalah, like, who the Maisar, Vesim, Chavzas, and Bikar, 
I can't deal on him. But where, where's the Havdalah between us and them? Because we have the potential to just be doing the same thing as them. And by the way, many people think that Purim is just the Jewish Halloween. Then Meshach Mono says, oh yeah, it's just the Jewish trick-or-treating. Okay, mo- most people don't really think that. But the comparison, it's very hard to draw the contrast. And the answer should be obvious. And I, th- I think to even you guys, my listeners, um, not even, especially you guys, my listeners, um, who are already advanced. So for, for you, it's, it's clear that they're not the same. The question is, how do you do it the right way? And again, where does this vinhafchu come from? So this goes back to something that we addressed um, in, in the Muslim Minutes about how, you know, it, although Shevet bin Yamin was, was um, known for their shtika, for their quietness, Mordechai says, Esther, you're going to have to do the opposite now. You're going to have to actually speak up. Normally a Jew was a Rachman, a Baisha, a Gomli Chesed, right? And, and Shoal was tapping into all of these things, but at the wrong time. And he showed misplaced mercy for Amalek, for Agag. And this couldn't happen again. Right? What he needed was Vinohafachu. I heard an idea from Ravyesi Zagatinsky that the Sherish of Amalek in every person is the part of him that says, where is, where's the first trace of Amalek within a person? He says, it's the part of us that says, I want to be at Sadiq. Whoa. What does that mean? I want to be at Sadiq. Sounds like a good thing. No, the answer is that we have an idea in our mind of what the Sadiq looks like. And Shalom Alech said, I want to be the tzaddik. I want to be the person who's good. I want to do the right things. Apparently, your avoda is not to be a tzaddik. Your avoda is to fulfill Ratzon Hashem. And sometimes Ratzon Hashem is for you to do something that looks like Rishos, to be an achzar, to be brazen. Now, it doesn't mean, now, of course, it doesn't mean you're not supposed to try to be a tzaddik, but being a tzaddik is determined by whatever Ratzon Hashem is at that moment. If you're thinking be tzaddik, you might not actually be a tzaddik because you're going to have all these midos, right? The right midos of Rachmanus, Chesed, and, and, and Busha, and you're going to use them at all the wrong times. And that, that would be a tragic mistake. And so the point is consider what Esther Malka was being charged to do. Kasher avarati avarati. That if she's going to go into Achashverosh, normally it was Anus, it was Karka Olam. She was basically being, be, being raped. She's being net in us by Achashverosh all this time. But now she has to go and actually do it. The Avera Lishma. Right? We're going, we, we see this concept by Yael with Sisra. There's a, a whole Gemara in Hurrias and I think in other places. It talks about, I think in Arachan, it talks about the concept of Avera Lishma. Which apparently an Avera Lishma is even holier than a Mitzvah Shalol Lishma, or maybe at least as holy as. But this is hard. How do you do an Avera Lishma? Apparently, we're not so much on the level to do that. We have to follow Halacha. And there, there, there's almost no wiggle room for us to, to take matters into our own hands and say, I'm going to do an Avera Lishma. But we do have something that looks like an Avera Lishma, maybe a lot of the weird practices that we have on Purim. The drinking, the joking, the levity, which, again, on a regular day, is mostly not appropriate. But on Purim, we allow a little bit more room for laughter. 
And we do it in a way that's, if you're doing it lishma, and here's the point, not calling it an avera, but if you're doing it lishma, then it's a holy avodna. If it's shalol lishma, then it's maise It's maybe even a maise right, When it comes to the mitzvah of drinking yayin. So the Gemara Nerevin on Samachay famously says that person can be known his true nature by three things, kiso, kaso, and koso. Right, Kiso is what he spends his money on. Kaso is what happens when he gets angry. How does he act? Right? Even if he normally puts on the facade, you'll know based on how he spends his money, based on what he's angry, how is he going to act? Of course, the third one, which is most relevant now, is Koso. How, what happens when he drinks? What comes out? We know the famous principle. I believe it's from the same Gemara. When wine goes in, the secret comes out. Hopefully, that's the only thing that comes out. Nothing else should come out when wine goes in. If you drink wine and profanities come out, or Yasudas Purim comes out. So that's, that's not Sidkus, and that's not Kedusha, and that's certainly not the Simcha of Purim. But, if, and by, by, by the way, this is determined by, the fa- by, by what you normally have inside. What is the Sod? Right? That's the question. What is the Sod? What is the secret that you have hiding? Because your inhibition's down, the secrets are going to come out. So, if you are a profane person who has the capabilities of speaking profanities, if you are a person who has in his vocabulary to do those things, or has in his lexicon of actions, if we can call it such a thing, that this is what you do, this is what you could bring yourself to do, then that's what's going to come out. But if all year around you're training that your second nature, based on your first nature, that your muscle memory says to be a tzaddik, to do the right thing, to learn Torah, to speak Torah, to engage in acts of chesed, to engage in avas Torah and yeras shemayim, if that's who you are, then that's then you, your sod is a very obvious sod. It's, it's the secret that you wear on your on your sleeves all the time. When the wine goes in, only more tzedkas is going to come out more righteousness is going to come out. That's the Simch of Purim. You go to any Su'uda, Su'udas Purim of Kedush and Tahara, where you see the Rebbe, even when the Rebbe's getting drunk, or the, sometimes even the Talmidim on, the high, on their holy level, if they are on such a level. They drink and they're speaking Torah. They drink and maybe they're crying about the Chorban. They drink and maybe they are, you know, they, they, they have demonstratively become people who they're sowed, right? Their tocho is kibaro. There, the, the tzidkos is there. That's what's going to come out. And the, that is the simcha of Purim. That's the simcha shal mitzvah. Being mechalal davening, being mechalal shem shemayim, embarrassing other Jews, viola, you know, hurting other Jews, maybe physically. The spirit of Purim, the spirit of inohafachu, does not give anyone a heter for these things. And certainly doesn't give anyone a heter for violating safety precautions. Doesn't give anyone a heter to get into a car accident, chas v'shalom. That's not Kedusha, that's not Simchas Purim. V'nahafachu is not just for the spirit of v'nahafachu. You don't become an achzar, a brazen person, or a careless person, just for the sake of becoming a brazen and careless person, being becoming being a balavera, just for the sake of being a balavera. 
And a Vera Shema is something else. The spirit of Enohafachu, of recognizing that maybe at this moment, Ratzon Hashem wants me to do something that's a little bit unusual and abnormal. That's the spirit of Enohafachu that, that, that we're talking about here, that, the, that, that Megillus Esther is talking about, that Mordechai was t- teaching Esther about, that sometimes you have to do the opposite, because Ratzon Hashem wants you to do the opposite. So the question is, when you're doing the opposite, when you're doing Enohafachu, when you're going against what almost every dictator in the Torah tells you to do, the question is, in, that, in so doing, are, is that within Ratzon Hashem? Is that a Venohavachu that's in the spirit of the Simcha Shel Mitzvah, the Simcha of Ratzon Hashem, the fulfillment of Ratzon Hashem? That's the Venohavachu because that's what Hashem wants you to do right now. And if it is, great. Kol I have, you know, you're doing everything right. If it's Lashma, if you're engaging what in every other situation might be considered an Avera, but now you're doing it L'shem Mitzvah and L'shma, and within the rubric of Ratzon Hashem. So then you've understood and you've tapped into and you have fulfilled the Simcha of Parim. But again, the high risk, high reward. So the risk is you have the potential to be Mechal Shem Shemayim, to be Mechal is something that should otherwise be Kodesh. Right, so we have a lot to think about. We have the potential to make this a very holy day. Right, the, 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 the Simcha of Purim is something that, you know, there's no Isra Malacha in Purim. The Kedusha of Purim comes from the Chol. It comes from the mundane. And therefore we have to be absolutely careful not to be a Mechal of the Kodesh. We can be a Mechadish, the Chol on this day. Tap into the true Simcha of Purim. And we should all be Zocha. You know, each person has to know themselves. Each person has to, and on Purim it's hard to know yourself sometimes, so you need someone else to help know you, right? Uh, someone else to watch you. Someone else to be a Shomer maybe, a designated Shomer. But th- th- this is the goal. And by the way, apparently the fulfillment of Ad Yada done the right way, Nichnas Yad is to prepare all year long to be that kind of a person where the only secret that's going to come out is more Tzidkos, where the secret is no secret. So that, that's what we're aiming for. We should be zocha to really fulfill that aspect of Simcha Shal Purim. And everyone should have an absolute Freyach Purim. So I think that's all the time we have left for this Real Talk Torah. So in the meantime, keep it real, keep talking, and most importantly, in every aspect on Purim, make sure to keep the Torah. Thanks for joining us here at the database.